0: (laughs) Hello, this is the Partner Records Personal Podcast, Episode 2. I'm here with Austin, Texas songwriter, Grady Phillip Drug. Hi. Um. So, I realized that maybe having set questions isn't that great. Okay. Because I, I realized that I kind of wanted The podcast to be a thing Where I'm having a conversation with someone mm. And I'm interviewing them And then The idea is that I'm asking personal questions right. But because of that You can ask me personal questions okay. So it's just being very open in a conversation mm. But I realized that I've got all these, like, all these questions And they're not that great okay. You know what I mean? Because right. it's like How many times have you been in love? Just just the one and you've been in love one time, right that you're currently in love cr- with. yeah if it's if it's an answer like that, if it's I've never been in love or I've been in love one time it's not it's not exciting, it's not juicy, yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, I mean do you believe in love do oh, you think yeah. it's like actually real yeah, i
1: mean as as real as anything else, you know it's mm. I'm sure it's like. That's the, a good answer. Sure, it's a chemical thing in your brain, but I mean, I definitely feel it, yeah. It's that's real good. To, it's real to me.
0: If it's real to you, I mean, what else is there?
1: Oh, that's what I'm saying.
0: Hmm. Well, anyway, so, I want to focus a lot of time into this podcast. Okay. Starting right now, not even to the two-minute mark, about the Beach Boys.
1: Well, good I thing, uh,
0: you love the Beach Boys.
1: I do. I'm a actual I'm a non-graduate of ACC Boston Community College and uh my big project for my only complete semester was that I wrote a paper about why the Beach Boys were less successful than the Beatles.
0: How long was the paper?
1: Uh it's a 1000 words. It was a comp 1 class. It was like a, you know.
0: I, I was hoping you'd be like it's 60 pages long.
1: No. It was it was pretty short as far as far as college papers go, but
0: are are the Beach Boys your favorite group? Oh yeah, I thought so. Yeah, that's the vibe that I got. So, um, I listened to Smiley Smile today, mm. and I believe that was the album that they were really promoting Brian Wilson as a genius for right no
1: they were trying to record Smile uh, right. and then Brian was like taking too long and he just didn't have like the greatest decision making at the time so he had like a million kind of half projects and stuff right and so eventually I think Capitol Records was like Brian we're just gonna pull the plug on this you have to put out an album like right now and so they took a few things from the countless smile sessions and I right. just put smiley smile together Ooh. so that was the album that followed up pet sounds which was like that's kind of weird to think about because you cause pet sounds is like you know just so many instruments and crazy production and stuff and then smiley smile the uh uh vegetables that's yeah. just like like vocals and bass and then like paul mccartney eating celery
0: i mean vegetable sounds The bass sounds good. Oh yeah, but also like the celery percussion. Weird is weird, and also that is Paul McCartney playing that though. Really?
1: Yeah, (laughs) on if you look at I think it's on the Wikipedia page, but if you look on the record sleeve, it's it credits Paul McCartney
0: celery. That's uh, that's wild. I I did see that. I think it was Paul McCartney said that God only knows. It's his favorite song. It's his favorite song. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I agree with that, Paul McCartney. It's not my favorite song, but it's up there. Yeah, it's good. It's like the only good Beach Boys song. I don't know. I mean, the only good Beach Boys song is a stretch, but it's like, Vegetables sounds good. But it's wacky. Uh, I
1: As a big fan, I will admit, there's a lot of trash to sift through.
0: Well, in the song Vegetables, there's... The, Although that song is great. Well, I, I think it sounds really good, but one of the lines... Now, I, I, I listened to it today, and I've listened to the album, and... Preparation to talk to you. I've listened to it four or five times this week, mm. but I'm not like deep versed in, in Smiley Smile or the Beach Boys. Right. But one of the lines in Vegetables is like, I tried to kick the ball with my tenny.
1: My tenny flew right
0: off. Yeah. Uh, I'm red as a beet because I'm, I'm so, so embarrassed. embarrassed. Yeah. It's like, oh, this, it's, I mean, I just don't know if there are any Beach Boys lyrics that I'm like, oh, this is good. I,
1: well, did you listen to? Did how did, did you hear? Uh, Till I die.
0: What album is that on?
1: If I think it's on. Sun...
0: If it's if it's on Smiley Smile, is, uh, if it it's might on... be on Surfs Up or Sunflower. I can't remember. I didn't get a chance to listen to Sunflower, but, but I did listen to Surfs Up, um, Pet Sounds, and Smiley Smile. Till
1: I die has like intense lyrics,
0: because. It's like,
1: um, I think the last verse is, uh, um, I'm a leaf on a windy day, pretty soon I'll be blown away, how long will the wind blow, how long will the wind blow, till I die. And then I think the song, one of the songs on that, it might be right before it, they have this song called Day in the Life of a Tree, Mm -hmm. and it's weird because their tour manager sings it for some reason. Um,
0: it seems like there's a lot of weird, yeah, featured the,
1: yeah, people. Uh huh. But yeah, they're like tour. It's just like their tour manager singing, and then Brian playing like a huge church organ. So it's just like, you know, real weird already. But the lyrics in that one, it's like literally from the perspective of a tree and like suffering from like pollution and stuff. Mm. And so the chorus is, "Trees like me weren't meant to live when all this world can give is pollution and slow death." Like I don't know. Mm. People say, Oh yeah, the Beach Boys I love I love, you know, those surf tunes. It's right. Like, yeah well, Till I Die really makes me want to dance the night away. Oh well
0: I thought I had listened to Surfs Up. The mm-hmm. second song on Surfs Up, which is like Long Road. Long Promise Road. Long Promise Road. That sounds like a band song.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah. That
0: song sounds like the band listened to the Beach Boys a lot. And we're like, let's just write a normal band song, but then at the end we'll do some, like, wacky harmonies. Yeah. That that song sounds like the band. hmm So I decided that Surf's Up sounds like a band record, and then Student Demonstration Day happens, and then that song is so bad that the whole rest of the album I'm just waiting <laughs> to quit listening to it. Oh, that's a
1: shame, because... Because I heard Surf's Up really I good, mean, but I mean, that song
0: that. is complete garbage, yeah.
1: Because it's, it's like, um well I, I I will say that song I think is a good example of like the uh, conflicting personalities within the Beach Boys right because obviously they're trying to like be relevant with the stuff going on but, the, but at the same time Mike Love is like a total conservative asshole right and so he's not really he's like trying to sing about these issues but he's not really taking a stance so like at the end he's like I know we're all fed up with what, what, I can't remember what he says He says something like We're all fed up with racist stuff But whenever there's riots happening Don't participate Right It's like Mike Love You grown ass white man Like What are you telling I don't know Well
0: whenever I listen to Student Demonstration Day And I was like This, Dude, this uh, song is bad Student Demonstration time. time 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 not day But whenever I was listening to it I was like This is a terrible song It's really bad But you know that like theory That there are infinite universes yeah. And so, in every universe, every possible thing has ever happened. Yeah. So like, there's a bunch of different yous that are like in all sorts of weird relationships and like dead and all this stuff. Uh. I was thinking about in one, the only difference between our universe and that universe is that, that song is really well respected and like known as like a Kent State protest song, <laughs> whereas Ohio by uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young uh-huh. is like, like the bad. bad one. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, so there's somewhere. We're having a podcast and we're, we're talking, talking about, about that song. We're talking yeah. about Ohio by uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young and how bad it is. <laughs> oh, um,
1: that's so funny that, because I've actually, I'm convinced that we live in the universe where um, <coughs> American Pie is called American Pie. And somewhere else it has a title that makes sense.
0: The song American Pie? Yeah.
1: I thought you might be talking about the movie no no Um, you know what I mean because it's like the rest of it is so uh, like the lyrics are so obviously descriptive of like a young person's experience in that time with like losing these cultural icons and stuff but then the chorus I guess I guess it's just them driving to a levee levee and getting drunk because they're sad but bye bye American Pie what What's Oh Bye Bye Miss American Pie Weren't all the three Guys who died Weren't they They're all men right I think so So what does that mean I don't know See that's what I'm saying Who wrote that song Don McLean
0: Yeah I You know he also, What else did he do
1: Well that album actually Is whip ass You should check it out
0: I'll keep that in mind I'm just saying that I, I I'm sure No
1: I he, understand That's like his only hit Yeah But uh No you should check it's out that also
0: album also not a song That you hear it And you're like I'm gonna look this dude up Yeah You know what I mean
1: Yeah Um, actually, uh, I read this interview with him one time. Have you heard the Weird Al version of that song? I've not. Oh, uh, it's about Star Wars. Oh, wait. Yeah. Yes. Actually, another, before I say this, Weird Al, in preparation for, like, writing that song, um, he wrote it, uh, to coincide with the release of The Phantom Menace, and so he wrote it, like, pretty much before he even saw it. And he actually said that he did pay, like, a substantial amount of money to go see, like, a screening of it before it came out. and by But by the time uh, he saw it, he was like, oh, yeah, actually, I guess he just, like, kind of predicted the things that were going to happen right. somehow. I don't know. But he's, he's like, yeah, by the time I saw it and I already paid... Like a bunch of money to go see it. I had already kind of written the song and it was pretty much right. I didn't have to change that much. Weird. But yeah, the Weird Al version is so good that apparently Don McLean, uh, has to like. He'll almost start singing like Weird Al lyrics, like instead of his own, you know. Weird. Yeah. That's funny.
0: I mean, I guess if you wrote a hit song, and then Weird Al covered it, I bet you'd listen to the Weird Al version a lot. (laughs) Oh yeah. You know what I mean.
1: Oh yeah, I'd be flattered.
0: I know that um, when he did "Smells Like Nirvana."
1: Yeah, I was just about to say that. Yeah, some, uh,
0: someone was like, "We made it."
1: Yeah, Kurt Cobain was stoked. They were all stoked. I think that's. Uh, I think they talk about that on the uh, Weird Al Behind the Music from VH One. I have I'm actually a really big Weird Al fan too, or I used to be when I was a
0: kid. I never listened to a ton of. I, I never listened to a ton of Weird Al intentionally, but I've heard a lot of Weird Al in my day. Yeah. And I, I have nothing against Weird Al. Yeah. You know, I just feel like... Yeah, there's other
1: things I could be listened to. Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: I, my favorite thing that Weird Al did is that, that video that trends on social media now and again. Where he's like... Oh. He's like doing a magic trick and it looks like he's holding an orb. Or like between his hands. Oh, but like, it's the ladle. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's... Uh, that's
1: super funny. I thought you were going to talk about the the one where he corrects the... Ten i ten items or less to ten items
0: or fewer at that grocery store. <laughs> I haven't seen that. Oh, <laughs> that sounds that sounds funny as well. Yeah. Mm. But so so the Beach Boys and uh,
1: Beach Boys and and Weird Al. Well, I think there there was a pretty big time difference, you know. Yeah. When I was, because I got into Weird Al when I was like, eight. Not yeah, eight or nine. You know. You know? But I think that being said, Weird Al was a big reason why I like so many different kinds of music, and like why I like music in general, just because like, you know, on one album he's got like a Madonna song, a polka song, right? He's all country, song. yeah. So it's like, and his lyrics are so even though they're goofy, they're they are like so well crafted and yeah, like, he, and you know he's he's counting syllables all day to make sure it it fits in there perfectly.
0: He has a lot of clever, I mean. As I, as someone who hasn't listened to a ton of Weird Al, I'm trying to think of clever Weird Al lyrics, and most of it are just kind of silly.
1: Um, you should take a take a re-listen to One More Minute. That's uh, an original... I think it's a style parody of, like... It's just like a kind of general doo song. But uh, I think he actually makes a masturbation joke in there, which seems weird for Weird Al, you know? Yeah. Or, like, off-color. Right. But... I'm pretty sure that's what it is, um, but he says, um, "I'm stranded all alone in the gas station of love, and I have to use the self-service pumps."
0: <laughs> that has to. That has that to, has to that, be. Yeah, that's it. I see. I thought it was gonna be a little more crass.
1: No. 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 Never crass. No.
0: Yeah, because whenever you said it was off-color, my first thought was like him saying masturbation. Because you also said syllables. So I mm, imagine yeah. being like, I'm at a gas station. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll tell you a problem I have with the Beach Boys. Okay. Going back to the Beach Boys. Yeah. This is what I've been excited to tell you.
1: Is this the joke that you've yeah. been hyping me on
0: for it's a day a joke, and a half? It's a joke, but it's also a true statement. Okay. And countless people have experienced it. Mm. And you and I have probably both experienced a variation of this. Okay. So you're at a party... Right. And it doesn't matter how many people you know there, but you don't know everyone. You okay. could, you could, you could not know anyone there. But if you're there, if you're, assuming you know at least someone, so then you're there, and someone's like, "What type of music should we listen to?" Mm-hmm. And then there's a couple people that are like, "Let's listen to like music we can dance to." And then there's someone that's like, "I want to listen to like whatever's popular in the like the indie circuit right now." Right. And then there's someone that's like, "Oh, go classic, like." Just something we can all... Like, it could be pop. It could be, like, classic rock. But just something that we all know. Yeah. And then there's always one dude that's like, let's listen to the Beach Boys! And then...
1: I've never experienced that. I've experienced people wanting to, like, hook up their own iPod
0: and play a bunch of bullshit. But... Well, sometimes you'll be at a party, (laughs) and someone will be like, I want to listen to the Beach Boys. And then you look at that guy, not like, you're not staring him in the eye, but you note that guy... And you're like, the guy asking to listen to the Beach Boys needs to have an eye cap on him. And then you notice <laughs> him cornering a girl. And then you go up to her. And then you're like, hey, good to see you. And then you hug her. And then you're like, hey, do you like, need to get out of this situation? Like, if you do, like, come with me. And then she's like, yes, thank you. I'll go. And then you're like you like, oh, we'll be right back. And then you like lead the girl away. And she's like, thank you. And then that guy's like, hey, I thought we were picking up good vibrations. You know? You haven't experienced that? I've
1: never experienced that.
0: And now, this isn't, like, a weekly occurrence, but I feel like every time I've been in a party and someone's like, let's listen to the Beach Boys, always that guy gets thrown out for being a creep. Well... Defend your band.
1: Defend my band.
0: When I say your band, I mean... No, I
1: know, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I don't really know... (coughs) I don't really know that I am able to because I know that they've got, they got a lot of questionable stuff in their discography. That's kind of why when I'm telling people, like I was saying yesterday, when people ask me, like, what Beach Boys should I listen to, I say, you know, if you want to move past the surf stuff, I think general rule of thumb is 66 to 77. Right. After 77, some real weird how stuff.
0: Long, how long were the Beach Boys active? Uh, like, technically. Um, or I, at least putting on albums.
1: I think from 62 to like 82 or something like that.
0: Mm.
1: Their last album, I guess, was in 85. Wow. So I guess I'll say 62 to 85, and then they didn't put it out, or they put out some other stuff here and there, but right. they didn't do like another album for until 2012. And I think that was the first good album since 77.
0: 2012? Yeah. What was that called?
1: Uh, that's why God made the radio.
0: Weird.
1: (laughs) Yeah, old guys, man, what are you gonna do? I don't know. No, I defend my band. Um, gosh, I wish that I could, but I'm in the Beach Boys surf posting group on Facebook, (laughs) and, uh, there's a lot of fucking idiots in there, you know? There's a lot of people who'll, you know... they're a little strange I don't know I like the Beach Boys tunes but I definitely understand that they're not like I don't know they weren't as uh, socially conscious as they should have been maybe
0: yeah I think they were all they all had something going on where I feel like they were all there was like the one guy that always wore the hat
1: (laughs) oh yeah No, no well that's what I was saying about like the conflicting personalities is that like I think a big reason why, like, a lot of, a big reason why they probably have a lot of shitty stuff is because, like, they probably were not, like, none of them were probably fun to be around, you know? Right. Like, Brian, obviously, like, musical genius guy, whatever, at the same time, like, did so many drugs, had, like, a lot of mental health problems, probably not fun to, like, hang out with him. Dennis uh like super alcoholic, super drug addict. A pretty violent guy too. So, probably not fun to hang out with. I mean, probably is fun, but probably not a good guy to hang out with. Carl, little sweetheart, but also alcoholic in later, later life. Not fun to hang out with. Mike Love, conservative dickhead. Um, but at the same time, um I think Mike grew up in a pretty like poor family, you know? So, Imagine, like, you know, you grow up with that and then somehow you just find this super fun way to, like, make a bunch of money. Right. And then the guy who's, like, the genius behind it says, oh, I'm going to do something totally different than what we've been doing. So obviously that guy is going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. Don't fuck with the formula, Brian.
0: Okay. Yeah, I get that.
1: Yeah. And then Bruce Johnston, I guess, over time just kind of sided with with Mike. Him and Mike I think are the only ones in the the Beach Boys as it stands now. The Beach Boys is copyrighted. The name is copyrighted by Mike Love so he owns the Beach Boys pretty much. Weird. Yeah. Beach Boys But are... they
0: all came together for that album a few years ago? Or like six years ago? I guess? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, Weird. That was the first thing that Brian had played on since, I think since the late 70s.
0: Hmm.
1: I mean, I could be wrong.
0: Okay. I I did know that I did I I saw that uh, um, kind of like David Byrne doing solo stuff and like playing Talking Heads. Uh-huh. I saw like uh, videos of like Brian Wilson like doing a bunch of Beach Boys. Yeah,
1: songs. yeah, I saw him do Pet Sounds a few years ago. Oh, it was, was it cool? It was amazing. Was
0: yeah. it did change your life a little bit? Uh, that's I, a that's a I don't know bit of a stretch to say change your life, but were you like stoked?
1: Uh, yeah. Your, Actually, that was a, uh, it was a birthday gift from, uh, from McKenna, my girlfriend. And, uh, it was crazy because we got to do the, uh, we got to go to the sound check and the meet and greet, which was crazy and it was amazing. But at the same time, you know, it kind of, the thing that really stuck out to me, if anything like changed any opinion, it was definitely the meet and greet and, and, or the, the sound check and the meet and greet, that whole thing because Brian just like I really hope that he wants to tour now cuz he didn't like performing back in the day and so he didn't play with them for a long time. Right. Um so we we went to the sound check and it's like him and his whole band and he was already kind of just barely playing the piano and like they he had like other people playing the piano. Right. But he's kind of like just sitting there like sort of half singing and uh I guess the saxophone player is also like his like doctor or something and so they they play like two songs with brian and then brian gets really close to the mic and he's just like i'd 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 like to leave the stage i'd like to leave the stage I'd i'd like to i'd like i'd like i'd like to leave the stage and then the guy just like okay brian and he like sets his sax down and like kind of picks him up and like guides him off stage and then they just finish the rest of the rehearsal like without him and so we watch it and then we leave and then we come back in for the meet and greet and it was Brian Al Jardine and Blondie Chaplin and Brian was like so uncomfortable like we were they were like sitting at a table and we were like lined up and then they would uh, you know take you one by one and put you behind them and take the picture and so whenever Every single time with every person, they would go behind Brian, and uh, you would give the person, like, your phone or your camera or whatever, and they'd take the picture. And the whole time that they were taking the picture, Brian just wanted to get it over with as quickly as possible. And so you'd give them your phone or whatever, and then Brian would just immediately start going, picture, 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 picture. And uh, (laughs) it was scary. It was sad. Uh, I just, I don't know. I really hope that they're not like, we got Brian, let's go make some money. Right. You know what I mean?
0: Man. Ugh. that's rough that's that's kind of I had a chance to see Pavement reunited a few years ago mm-hmm. and I regret not seeing it because I feel like a lot of people once they get older like the fun is kind of gone yeah. So I also had an opportunity to see Leonard Cohen and now that Leonard Cohen's dead I'm like no why did I <laughs> why did I skip out on that yeah. but also with Leonard Cohen I don't really know if I wanted to see him perform like this. You know, like, because I saw videos of him in his last years, and it's like, he would not even sing. he he wasn't even, he was barely talking. Yeah. You know, and it's just kind of...
1: I mean, that's uh, like, that's like Bob Dylan now. Yeah. He's, he becomes increasingly unlistenable. It's kind of,
0: it's really unbelievable. He had an album, that came out, like, maybe 10 years ago that was okay, I thought. Was that the one? It was, I say 10 years ago, it was probably like 15 years ago. Yeah. It's got it's got that song uh, there's a woman on my lap and she's drinking champagne (laughs) you know what I'm talking about? no I uh in high school well I was in high school so it was before 2008 so over a decade ago
1: oh I think it's the one that has like the car on the cover or something it's like black and white it's kind of a blurry picture maybe I just remember that one uh, there was one song on on the album I'm thinking of that was in like an iTunes commercial or something and then there's a part where it's like I
0: was thinking about Alicia Keys. I know what you're talking about. But is that
1: the same album? I,
0: oh, I don't know. Because I never had the album. In high school, I bought a Greatest Hits. Uh, Bob Dylan Greatest Hits. Okay. And that song was on there. Oh. I remember being like, this is a recent song. Like, most of the songs on there are what you'd expect on a Bob Dylan Greatest Hits. Right. And then it has this, like, weird new song on it. <laughs> I don't know. So it was like a, like a bonus track or something, probably. I mean, it wasn't a bonus track, but it was it was in the sense like it definitely wasn't a bonus track but it was the only song that wasn't cause I, I think that the la- like the newest song was like an 80s Dylan song mm. and then that song was tacked on oh, and weird. it was from the 2000s and it was yeah that's I, strange yeah um I don't know
1: I was kinda thinking it would be fun uh what what albums What Beach Boys albums Did you listen to again?
0: Uh, Pet Sounds Surf's Up Smiley Smile Cool And I I listened to all of them At least twice this week
1: Hmm I was gonna say We could go through The track listing You could ask me If I think it's good or bad But If you wanna do that Let's, let's do a different one though Cause I don't know I don't know
0: What's, what would you call... I don't know why I would say call. What are your five favorite Beach Boys songs?
1: Damn. If you had to like... Top five?
0: Yeah.
1: Whoo, I don't know. Sheesh. That's hard. Um, That's really hard. Yeah, that's what she Super said. hard. D'oh! That wasn't great, but... <laughs> Dang. I don't know. I'm going to say... I don't know if this is in any particular order mm-hmm. but I will s I will give five that I think everybody should hear. Do it. Um my number one thing that I will I think everybody should hear, I don't know that it's my favorite, but it's the it's Darlin from Beach Boys Live in London.
0: Um, <coughs> what year was that recorded? Do you know?
1: Well, this is weird because the album actually has there's another weird beach boys thing so this album has two titles it's beach boys 69 but it was also beach boys live in london but it was recorded in 68
0: that's weird yeah i don't know were they trying to make it a joke (laughs)
1: uh i don't know it doesn't seem like uh a joke that would go over too well in their time you know so i would imagine not i don't know
0: did Uh, it come out in 69
1: no, it actually came out in, like, 73. That's right. And what was weird about it and why it was, it didn't do very well is because I think they had just released Beach Boys in Concert, which is, like, another live album that they had just recorded recently. Mm. And so they just did that, and then they put out this other live album from that was recorded, like, a few years ago. Right. Called it something, called it the year that it wasn't recorded. Right also called it something else and then put that out and people were just like what the what is this I
0: mean without without the euphemism I think 69 sounds better than 68
1: yeah yeah you
0: know I don't know that's just an idea anyway
1: um yeah so I'll say uh Live in London version of "Darlin'," super good also great from that album is uh well I don't know that's just one of my favorite like guitar records I think right um but yeah, that song is awesome. Um, oh, actually, my number one Beach Boys song uh, is Little
0: Pad. Oh, that's on Smiley Smile. Mm-hmm, yeah. I don't like the laughing in it. That's great! I love the laughing. Why don't you like the laughing? I don't know, it just, it just bugged me. It sounds insincere.
1: Well, I think the the guy to, who's to laughing me. really hard is Brian. And I think everybody else laughing insincerely I think that's so good because like, obviously Brian was like, Oh, this is going to be a great idea. Let's just like all laugh and sing and stuff. And everybody else is like, yeah, great idea, Brian. Like, I think that's probably why it sounds like that. Cause he, he, he was doing all his ideas and they weren't stoked on it. But I love that song because it's just like, you know, it's a bunch of cut up ideas and there's only two lines in it. And it's just a total mood. It's like, it's not really, like, a dancey... It's not a song, really. It's kind of there. Yeah, it's awesome, and I love that, you know? It's all, it's not really an instrumental track, but it might as well be. Actually, there is an instrumental version that is very cool as hmm. well. You should check that out. Yeah, well... So, Little Pad, number one, um, and then in no particular order, Darlin' from Live in London. Uh, Let's see... Oh, um, All I Wanna Do from Sunflower. Not to be confused with All I Want To Do from an earlier album. (laughs) Um, and then, let's see, I'll say, uh, Roller Skating Child from Love You, uh, that one has some really funny lyrics in it. That one has a great groove and it's got some awesome like awesome synth sounds and and cool stuff. Cool. But uh the lyrics in that are so funny cuz it's just it's like, you know, there's definitely an element of creep as the beach boys get older and they're still singing about girls and stuff, which is not cool, but it's it is funny like the because the lyrics on this album are so bad that it makes it kind of not Creepy, I guess. Because there's one line in that where he goes, "Um, "I go and get my skates on, and I catch up with her. We do it holding hands. It's so cold. I go burr." Uh, Yeah. (laughs) uh,
0: Okay. This here's a here's a pretty good way to move into another question. Okay. The Beach Boys are your favorite. Yes. And Brian Wilson is a phenomenal songwriter. Right. But who's your favorite lyricist?
1: Like ever? Yeah. Uh, well, actually, Brian Wilson didn't write a lot of lyrics, which is...
0: Well, I, I, but, well, well that's why also, hmm. like, I, I, I feel like it's kind of hard to, whenever you're talking about songwriting, where it's like, who's your favorite songwriter? And yeah. it's like, there, but there's a difference between yeah. songwriting and, like, lyricism. Right, yeah. Because I think, I think Jeff Tweedy is a fantastic songwriter, mm-hmm. but his lyrics are often garbage. Yeah. Like, listening to Wilco... Or, like, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, I think, is a phenomenal album. Yeah. But a lot of the lyrics on that album, when I hear it, I'm just like, ugh. Like, it hurts because of how bad they are. Yeah. There's the one line that's, all my lies are always wishes. I'm like, that's a dope, that's like a dope one-liner. Mm. But it's like, that's the highlight of the album. Yeah. And it's like, it's only a highlight because if you think about, if you're lying, most of the time it's like, oh, that is something that I would wish and like that's what what's good about it is being like oh i've never had this thought right but most of that album there's like it's like i I think one of the lines is take off your band-aid because i don't believe in touchdowns what yeah a lot of it very
1: strange anyway but
0: uh, who's a lyricist that you like a lot
1: ooh that's uh i don't know um
0: because it's, like, not to move off of talking about Brian Wilson. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. But I feel like Jeff Tweedy is a pretty good example of, uh Right. Of, like... He's a phenomenal songwriter, but his lyrics are dumb a lot. Yeah.
1: Well, I don't know if I can, like, really pick out, like, a favorite lyricist, but somebody whose songwriting, I think, is, like, solid in pretty much every aspect, I'll say is Townsend's aunt. And just, also I mean... Not just because we were talking about him earlier, but really he is like one of my favorite dudes. And also he was like a Texas musician, right. which you know to me is kind of special. Yeah. Also, he uh, recorded a lot at a... Or I don't know about a lot, but he definitely recorded um, at this studio in San Marcos where I used to live. Mm-hmm. And it's a studio that I guess it's run by the university now, but it's called Fire Station Studios, and he used to cr- record there. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan <coughs> <clears throat> also recorded there too.
0: Oh. See, I didn't realize that at all. Yeah. Uh Townsman's End is really good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I feel like most of his albums are really good. Uh a couple of them are really bad though.
1: Which ones do you think are bad?
0: Um the one with Poncho and Lefty on it. Oh, that's like an eighties one though, right? Yeah. yeah. What is that called? I think it's the late great Townsman's End. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I, I yeah. think I think Poncho and Lefty and To Live To Live As a Flyer both on that, but otherwise it's like because I, all, I I have a CD that's high, low, and in between, mm. and the late great Towns Van Zant, and mm-hmm. high high and low and in between, it's like pretty good. Right. It's got two hands on it and Greensboro woman on it, but I I mean I will I will say that a complaint I have against Towns Van Zant is that if you wanted to make a fake Towns Van Zant song that sounded realistic, you just talk about like hitting the road. Yeah, like a young girl at a bar
1: <laughs> well I mean I think that's uh, I mean you're definitely right but I, at the same time I think uh, you know it's just people I think in the, back in the day got lucky because all they had to do is like play blues music kind of and, right. and turn their guitars up loud and they had classic rock you know all they had to do is play an A chord and people were like whoa that's awesome so all Towns Van Zand had to do is like write songs about hitting the road and some girls in bars and people are like oh yeah he's great but that being said you know he did it really well yeah what's um, your
0: favorite towns record
1: I think it's always going to be the self-titled oh really yeah I like the self-titled uh, a lot I'm, also uh, Our Mother the Mountain is super good
0: I'm, I'm partial to Fly in Shoes yeah I think that's my favorite but also he's kind of got a stretch from Our Mother the Mountain to I'm trying to think of the, the order that the albums came out Cause he's got a he's got a run of like five or six that are solid. Mm. So, I think it's like Our Mother the Mountain, the self titled, and then uh... Flying Shoes is in there. I don't know. I don't know my I don't know my my Zant record release order, but I know that there's a block that are all really good. Mm-hmm, yeah. Cause I like.
1: I mean, is it just like his first five albums or something like that? Something like that. Yeah. But
0: then also. I feel like the later albums, they definitely lose quality, mm. but all of them have two or three songs that are like top tier Towns Van Zandt. Yeah. Because it's kind of like uh, the late great Towns Van Zandt. The record sucks, but Poncho and Lefty and Delive's The Fly are both on that record. Yeah. And those are like top tier, I. Uh,
1: top tier Towns tunes.
0: top tier, top tier Towns tunes. I don't know. But and I say that but I also don't know if either one of those is even in my top five favorite Towns fans songs yeah. if I, if, we're, if we're talking about everything in that capacity and even then I don't know I don't know what it is because if I think about it it's so easy to be like oh this is like the Town song I like so much right because it, it, it's kind of uh, we were talking about this yesterday and I don't remember what now hmm. Oh, it's about Talking Heads records. Right. Oh, yeah, where, yeah. Where, like, with Van with Zant records, you could argue to me that a certain album was best by Van Zant, and I would be like, no, okay. Yeah. Like, you got a point. Yeah. Because it's like, Flying Shoes has Dollar Bill Blues on it, and Rex's Blues on it, and Loretta's on it, and uh, the song after Loretta. Well I'd never tell you no lies I don't believe it's wise You got pretty eyes mm-hmm. Let me spin you around What is that song called? I ain't much of a lover, it's true I'm here and I'm gone and I'm forever blue But I'm sure wanting you What is that song called? I don't know man. No Place to Fall Oh okay Ah oh, man I, were, were you
1: talking about that yesterday too? I think you were telling me about that No Place to Fall? I think so I'm almost positive you're telling me about that. Yesterday. I have no idea. Actually, I know we're like kind of kind of deep into this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say Towns is definitely my favorite songwriter. But I'm gonna a- actually answer the question now. I'm gonna I'm gonna say my favorite lyricist is Joni Mitchell.
0: Joni Mitchell. Yeah. I haven't I haven't I've never really dug super deep into Joni Mitchell. See,
1: Joni Mitchell is kind of like a recent thing, to me, or for me, you know, but. Just all of her songs, like, just cut so deep. And uh, the imagery and uh, the rhythm of the words and everything is just, like, very masterful. Like, I don't know.
0: I'll have to, I'll have to revisit her. Because mm. I feel like when I think about Joni Mitchell, I think about girls at open mics playing, like, three Joni Mitchell songs. Because similar to Joni Mitchell, I didn't listen to the band forever. Because <laughs> some friends of mine in high school played The Wait. Oh, yeah, I hate oh, that song all the time. Yeah. And then I remember being like I do not like the band. And you know how listening frustrate- listening to the band? And I kind of feel that way about Joni Mitchell.
1: Oh, where I, I, think heard- I should definitely uh, no, no, no. give her another listen because lyrics incredible, also guitar playing fucking awesome because she was like, I mean, obviously she wasn't the first one to do it, but she was like I think she kind of popularized uh, like open tunings a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and and she plays in different tunings like every song, so her guitar is always just like super crazy. And also, her live band was insane. Jaco Pastorius was in her band. Like, oh really? Yeah. Like what the fuck?
0: I I do like whenever with a lot of old bands like that, whenever you realize who was playing with who, mm-hmm. and it just <laughs> kind of gets into this weird. Yeah. I'm not describing this very well at all, but you know, bands music you know
1: great po- great podcast sharp great
0: podcast I feel like this one isn't going to be that much fun to listen to because it's mostly just kind of getting deep into our opinions about Townsman's ant songs
1: yeah I don't know
0: I don't say that in a dismissive way but then it, 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 in my head I was like this is going to be exciting and then it's just been like but the Beach Boys yeah you know what I mean yeah Well, someone out there will be like Bleh.
1: yeah I'm sure uh, I'm sure McKenna will listen to it That's about it. That's all I can give you.
0: There's, the way this app works, I don't know how many people are viewing it. Oh, that's stupid. Well, because I can see how many people have viewed it on the app.
1: But not outside of it. But not
0: outside of the app. And it's published wherever you get your podcast. So it's like on Apple, and I don't know where else people get, or like Apple Podcast Store or whatever. Yeah, I I I don't know where any...
1: I, don't know. I think it's just called podcasts on on your phone, on the phone yeah, yeah
0: but but there's like uh cuz if I pump, so if I put this up immediately after it's over it will be on this app by the end of the day mm. or like after like an hour of yeah. processing right and then in a week it will be on like apple podcasts and like a couple of other things but then the dane one you know came out that night on the app and then I got I think it was Five days later, it was like this podcast is available here, 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 here. Yeah. And then, like three days ago, something I never heard of. It's like your podcast is now here.
1: That's how that's how it is with. I don't know if you use uh, DistroKid for your music. It's pretty cool. I
0: I need to do, I need to do something.
1: Um, but. I can definitely give you the deets about it later on. But uh, yeah, I I uh, I don't want to do an advert I, I, an advertisement. I, I, well, I, you just, know?
0: I was just thinking about. If like ten minutes of this podcast is you talking about Distrokid? No, no, <laughs>
1: um, no. I just I, I used it to put up my music, um, and yeah, I was just like, your your stuff is now on you know title like and because
0: uh, well, I think I think the with that it's like Spotify, iTunes, iTunes yeah, and
1: uh, well, it it actually it's like a ton, like so many different. Well, things but is it iTunes ending or like it?
0: the iTunes store?
1: Um, oh, well, it's, I don't know that it's on iTunes. It might be, but it's on Apple Music for sure. Or, oh, um, I
0: forget that Apple Music yeah. and iTunes
1: are different. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I, I, just, I would just keep getting emails, like, forever. Like, I just really wanted it on Spotify and Apple Music, but it's like, oh, you know, for the same price, you can put it on everything? Yeah, why not? So for, like, three weeks,
0: I was getting emails just like,
1: your album's now on... This and this and this, and it,
0: but it quickly like all the stuff you knew you got first. Yeah, and then since then you're like I don't know what this is. Yeah, um, are you? I'm trying to think. You're definitely on Spotify. So at the end of all this, uh-huh. I can tack on a song to oh. the end of the podcast. Oh, cool! So it'd be like all right, that's it. We're done, and then it can I can put a full song on it. Mm. Part of part of the features of the app. Wow, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that someone that works for this app like has to listen to every fucking podcast and then eventually they're like hey this guy keeps mentioning I'm sure everyone that uses this app to podcast though talks about it yeah about uh, using the app oh yeah but it, it does suck because on I, I viewed it on the Apple podcast mm. and there's like a big logo of like the app on it.
1: Oh so yeah. It's like, that's
0: how you know that it's like. Mm. Yeah. So anyway,
1: where are we at? We still on? We're not on. Uh, oh, we were with Joni we're, Mitchell.
0: We're on Joni Mitchell. I think technically we're still talking about the Beach Boys deep down. Oh yeah. But aren't we? Joni all? Mitchell is your favorite lyricist. Yes. How many albums did she put up? Uh, I don't know.
1: Let's see. I feel like kind of a lot but oh yeah it's like one over 20 like 22 23
0: something like that wow how many of those are life <clears throat> albums though uh, i feel like she's from that era where it's like well six of them are life albums of more or less the same sets
1: from what i can see there are no live albums oh <clears throat> yeah wow and it's like 68 69 70 71 72 74 two albums in 74 mm. 75 76 what's
0: her big album i can picture the cover but not the name
1: is it this one i don't know how to say it oh yeah yeah
0: i don't know how to say it either
1: well i guess we can just leave it a mystery to them <laughs> yeah. it's the one with the it's pi- the black and white one it's the black and white one with a picture of her and it starts with an h it's got
0: a j in there somewhere is it uh, Hira? jira I, I I don't, don't know. want to be the person that's trying to say it. Well, you um, already are. Now. Well, it looks like I, it looks like it could be, it looks like it could be uh like weird European. It also, looks like it could be Asian. Yeah, I don't know. You like how vague I'm using my languages there, European or Asian? Because I know that Scandinavian and, and like Dutch has a lot of weird J's. Oh yeah. But then also, if you told me that was Japanese, I'd be like, okay. There's someone. Now, there's like a dozen people listening to this. Yeah. And probably not enough people where someone's yelling about it. Right. About not knowing how to say words. Mm. But I don't know. Yeah. So, no. Well, we can take this darker if you want to. Is it time? Yeah. If you're if you're ready for it, I'm ready for it. Yeah. All right. We are forty-seven minutes in. Uh-oh. Everybody's uh... forty-seven minutes in. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stop this and then restart it because it's telling me that the the uh, the maximum time you can record a block is an hour. Oh okay. So I'll go ahead and stop it and then just start it right back up. Okay. Are you so gonna then, uh, Are
1: you gonna edit it together or something?
0: Yeah, it, it's. I know how to do that. Okay. I don't. I have no idea how to how to cut stuff how to like how to cut like that Mm. but I can pause it start it again and then you just go boop and there's like no uh, no uh, thing alright alright and now we talk about death that we do so we both have Dead Moms, Dead Parents Club, mm-hmm. as some people call it, and I I already feel a little bad because mine is so far removed in time. Right. I've almost had a decade. Mine's, mine's pretty fresh. Yours is, like, new. Yeah,
1: my mom just passed away five
0: months ago. Very new. Yeah, actually, it Wait, was... Wait, was it... Sorry? Was it the very beginning or very... But the very beginning of this year or the very end of last year? It
1: was uh four days before Christmas. Dang. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. It was not not that cool.
0: Not not the best time. Right.
1: I mean the, never never a good time, but yeah,
0: not ideal. It no, not at all. Ooh, that's that's weird. Yeah. It was down in Texas, always hot. Yeah. Christmas week and you're in shorts
1: (laughs) yeah 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 definitely not not fun
0: is it do you feel like a new person because of it uh
1: I don't think so I don't know I don't think so I think uh I don't know now I'm just trying to learn how to relax um be be myself you know
0: I think I think it's weird because with like a parent's death um, you don't even have to be super close with a parent uh-huh. for them. It's like it's a parent; it's one of your parents. Right. So that you always have a weird connection to them. Yeah. So I think it's weird whenever. Because this happens for like the first year, or at least it happened for about a year for me, mm. where I'd be like, "Why haven't I talked to my mom in a while?" Yeah. And then it's like, oh, uh, my mom's dead. Yeah. That's why, cause I'm I'm at a point now, cause like I said, my my mom's been dead eight years, mm. and so that's not a thought I have anymore. Right. But for like the first, especially in the first few months, you might still be in the point where you like it hasn't. I'm not gonna say that it hasn't.
1: Like it hasn't and, hit and, you yet or well,
0: something. It's like it's definitely hits you. Right. But I don't think registered is the right word. I think I well, know what you
1: mean like it's just not all there. I don't know. I don't know. It was it it wasn't I don't know. I think my 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 experience is a little bit different because um my mom was an alcoholic for a long time and she died of cirrhosis, but the thing that really uh to give some context to it about 5 years before she died, um she injured her brain stem, and so that really changed, um, a lot about, I mean, just who she was, and, and it was really hard to, it was like, I, that was really when I lost my mom, she was like, you know, a regular person, and then that happened, and she just became really mean, and, and, uh... That just sounds unpleasant. It was awful.
0: For everyone involved. Yeah,
1: it was fucking horrible. Um, so, I mean... Really, by the time she died, it was really hard to be around her and I I tried to when I li- when I moved back to Austin You know, I was trying to go out there and help her as much as I could but she was really just In the last five years or so she really just became kind of like Like isolated from everybody and she wouldn't really let me come over a lot of the time, right? Um. so it's not like I Don't know. I don't really have that thought like why haven't I talked to my mom in a while because whenever she was alive I just didn't really want to talk to her because she was just mean right but
0: uh yeah I I w- i I've thought about this with friends that I've had parents die I had uh, uh a good friend of mine that I grew up with and my ex-wife both of their moms died after like a battle with cancer mm. and it gets to a point with cancer where you're just kind of, like, waiting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, it, when it when it gets to, like, stage four, and it gets to a point where you're like, I don't want you to die, but also you're at a point where you're just suffering and in pain. Yeah. And it's, like, just waiting for you to die. Yeah. And it's, like, trying, <clears throat> trying to be supportive but also being, like, you're, like, in such a bad spot that you being alive is, like, worse than being dead. Yeah, no, totally. And I thought about the situation of having people, like someone that you care about, and like watching them die, and then kind of being able to come to terms with it as it goes. Right. Whereas my mom had a lot of health problems, but when she died, it was a shock.
1: Yeah.
0: It would would be like on par with like someone dying in a car accident, or like a drug overdose. Right. Because whenever that happens, you're not expecting it. Right. And so you're just like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. But then it's also weird, because obviously different because one, it's your mom and it was like a, a brain stem injury mm-hmm. which sounds intense but my my grandpa who died a couple of years ago like he started get, like getting Alzheimer's mm. like pretty bad and once it gets to a point where um, and, and with my grandpa half the time he was fine and then the other half the time he didn't know who I was mm-hmm. and I feel like whenever people have Something going with their brain, where they're not the same person. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's not fun to have to go through a death. Yeah. But then at the same time, it's kind of like it's the person that, the person that I was, or the person that you were, the person that I knew.
1: They hadn't that, been there for a long yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's that's, totally the thing is that like really, you know, whenever my mom hit her head and got that injury, that was really when she left. You know, Cause she used to be, she used to be awesome. She used to be super nice and you know, best mom I ever could ask for, but after, um, after that happened, she just really became a different person, or I guess, I don't even know that she really became a different person, it was just, she had so much, she was just so, uh, stricken with grief in other areas of her life, and, uh, I think whenever she got her, uh, her injury, It really just brought all the worst parts of her out, kind of, and it just really cut out all the redeemable qualities.
0: It's crazy how much both, I mean, that's a physical injury Mm -hmm. that changed it, but also people that have, like, psychological issues, Mm -hmm. and a lot of the time, like, a lot of people I know that are, like, bipolar or schizophrenic, whenever they're in an episode, it's like, oh, you're just, like, the worst you you could be. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, and just like, so it, well, like
1: you, or like pieces of you, but amplified kind yeah. of, yeah. Mm-hmm. So
0: it's kind of like all of her bad qualities are like what came out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that sucks. I guess I, having someone that's alive, but like not themselves anymore, Yeah. that's that's uh, not a good feeling. No,
1: it's, it's really bad. Um, yeah, and just the, the sense of like impending doom too. And another thing was like, my mom <clears throat> wouldn't ever really talk to me about, like, anything that was going on. So, like, I knew that she had... Pretty much all she said about her about her injury was that it happened. Right. She didn't tell me anything else, you know. Or I knew that she drank a lot, but I didn't know that it, that was what was going to be the cause of death, you know. I didn't right. realize she drank so much that it was going to kill her. Right. So, really, the last five years, it was just like... Um, It was like I knew everything was wrong and I didn't know at what point it would end mm. and it was just like this never-ending sense of like life is awful you know right but I can't I couldn't like I knew that I couldn't like act like you know oh she's she's gonna die soon or she's gonna die tomorrow or whatever because then that would like stress me out too but it's hard to live in like an in between where like you know this shit's happening, but you don't know what's happening as well. And so really, the last year of her life, like she just like every time I saw her, it was astonishing that she could look in, like any worse. Right. And uh, so finally, by like the last two weeks, actually, I didn't I didn't even know what was wrong until like the last time I saw her alive, and she had turned completely yellow. And uh, then I went home and I looked up yellow skin on Google, and it was like, well, this isn't. This doesn't really mean that somebody's gonna die, but right. they're probably gonna die.
0: Do you have Do you have weird feelings about the last time you saw your mom alive? Um, not. Well, just like in any way, because you you don't. It, it's something that. You don't rec- You don't know until it, until it's too late to know.
1: Um. What do you mean, weird feelings?
0: Well, oh, like, well, kind of like, like, like. For me, as an example, the last time that I saw my mom, I was declining to go eat lunch with her. Oh. And saying it like that sounds like, kind of in- intense, but really, I lived in Springfield at the time. Right. And she came by my house, and because she was in town for some reason, and then she was like, "Do you want to go get lunch?" And I was like, no, I'm I'm, I'm fine. Like, I, I'm not really hungry right now. Yeah. And then she was like, oh, okay. Like, it wasn't like, yeah. a fight. It was just me declining lunch yeah, with yeah. her. If normal day with anyone else, it's or like any other time ever, that wouldn't have been a big thing. Right. But then she like died like two days later. Yeah. Unexpectedly. Yeah. And then all I could think about was like not getting lunch with her, but also had I gotten lunch with her, the yeah. lunch probably wouldn't even be something that I reflected on as like this was so important yeah even I mean I would be I would be glad that I'd do it because it took me a little bit to get over declining lunch with her yeah but then it, but I had and I had to convince I'm not convince myself but I had to nail it in my head that I declined lunch with her and she was not offended at all oh yeah she was just like okay you know see you around
1: yeah no I don't have I don't have any weird feelings about the last time I saw my mom um I think it... I just had weird feelings every time I saw her. Right. I mean, when she was alive, I just had... When she was alive, but after she had her injury, it was like she just became so different. It was like... I don't know. There was no... I don't know. She was ne- She. was. She was never going to see me for who I am or for who I was. And she... There was she just kind of lived in her own world I guess right. so whenever she died or like I don't know the last time I saw her and then all I could think was like oh my mom's gonna die soon it's not like we really did anything that day you know we didn't like I went to her house to visit and I think that was that was all I don't know or whenever I would see her our visits would be pretty short just cause she was really unbearable to be around right. so I'd stay for like an hour and a half two hours or something um and it's not like... You know, I would have stayed longer if she... If, I was always asking her, like, you need help with, you know, anything around the house. And she'd never give me any tasks to do. So it's not like I wasn't trying to help out. She just didn't want me there.
0: Right. No, just like that happens. That sucks. Because I feel like that's worse That's like worse than death. Oh, yeah. All right, well, that that's, that's always a dramatic statement. No, but you're but, right.
1: Like, just being in this perpetual state of misery and not enjoying your life at all you know there's no point in that
0: i mean it's like if someone's dead they're at peace yeah and then it's like mm. yeah. yeah
1: no that did you did, were you you were already back here when i was playing yesterday right yes yeah well on the last song i was telling a story about how one time i guess i was like writing in my journal when i was like 14 or 15 And, uh, this is something that sticks out in my mind about my mom, like, in retrospect. Right. Um, but I, I was writing in my journal when I was, like, 14 or 15, and I was writing something about how I felt, like, suicidal. And I guess I had, like, I guess, I think the bus came, and I was like, oh, shit. And so I had to, like, I just left my journal there and ran out the door. Right. And so it was open, and my mom saw it. And when I got home, she was like, Grady, do you, do you want to kill yourself, or do you want to die? because everybody wants to die. Right. And, like, she was just, like, she had so much pain from her whole life that, like, she didn't... I guess she she was like, oh, I'm not gonna kill myself, but if I die, I don't give a fuck. Right. And I think that's just kind of how she ended up living her life. But in not in, like, a cool way. Like, if I... I'm gonna go, you know, like... Jump out of a plane right. or something to go cool. to Europe, yeah, like I'm gonna do whatever I want, but she's just like i I'm, I'm gonna drink myself to death, I don't give a shit, right, you know?
0: I guess thats like what a lot of people do, yeah. or I feel like I mean, what did you tell her when she asked you that
1: um
0: because it was that? Was that kind of her telling you, like, a lot of people feel this way, it's okay? No, or was she... was that her being, like...
1: No, she was definitely explaining that there's a difference, and and she's, like, if... Like, she wasn't, like, against, like, therapy and, like, counseling and stuff like that. Because um, she got me help, like, a few times, but she did think it was complete bullshit. Mm-hmm and she herself even though she was the most depressing the, the most depressed and uh mentally unstable person i i know or kno- knew right um she would absolutely not like go to any kind of counseling i don't know
0: i i mean i i i understand that though like that that thought process yeah because it's kind of like I I mean, I understand kind of being like, well, I'm where I am, but it's like, I don't want other people to be in a bad spot.
1: Like, you don't want to tell people, or you you don't want them to be in on your problems just because then they know about it?
0: I mean, I don't mind people knowing about it, but I, it's like, I kind of feel like, um, the, the last two times you saw me play, I closed with the same song, and that whole idea of that song is like, this person is upset. Uh-huh. And I'm giving them, like, a pep talk. Yeah. And that pep talk doesn't help me, but, like, this person deserves to feel better.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. And I and I also, like, being a parent, I've thought about just things that Ruben has already said. And then r- recognizing that, like, my mom and I weren't very good at talking about important things, but I know that my mom, like, had depression. Mm-hmm. And I never really realized that because somehow I missed out on a lot of things growing up. Yeah. Cuz my mom would joke about how my younger brother uh would ask if she took her like happy pills and stuff like that. But it's something that I ever caught up, caught on and I remember being asked if I was depressed by my mom and then me being like no, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. And then years later being like, "Oh, my mom like had depression and she was just like looking out for me." Hmm. And it's but it's a whole weird thing where I feel like if I'm talking to ribbon just because she's she's already saying things that makes me that leads me to believe she's going to be a depressed person <laughs> and but but just the viewpoint of like I don't think I can make myself better, but you're my child. I don't want you to think that the world is better than it is, but I also want you to know that
1: that's not all bullshit
0: can. Like it's kind of what you make of it. Yeah. But I, I guess the the whole thing that I'm trying to ask is was like that your mom was that your mom being supportive of you or just being like I don't care.
1: No, she was always kind of like I don't care. Mm. She was like.
0: She's like that's less touching. No. Yeah.
1: No, that's what I mean. In retrospect, she was just saying, "I definitely, I def." She was definitely saying, "Yeah, I want to die too."
0: Or, and I mean, I feel like there's a way you can say that and it not be like super harsh. Yeah. Because I feel like it's I I feel like it's important.
1: Well, that being sorry, that being said, like she was, she was, uh, in that moment, asking me if I needed help because right. as a parent, yes, you know, you should get your kid help if you can. Right. But she was also saying, you know.
0: You know, everybody feels like they want to be dead right I, I mean, I think that's a good thing to say, oh, yeah, and I mean, I know people that don't feel that way, but those people are crazy <laughs> um, but I mean I just feel, I just feel like it's a natural thing, and I feel like it's it's also weird just because our generation, like the government is in a bad spot in every way, yeah society's in a weird spot,
1: we do live in one.
0: I just feel like there's just so much joking about how everyone's depressed. Yeah. Which is also, I mean, it's nice to be like, I hate doing this. But then everybody does it. Just being depressed. Oh, yeah. Not am doing a very good job of explaining it. <laughs> but I feel like it's important to try to talk to kids in a way where it's like, you might always feel sad. Yeah. But... I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think of like, <laughs> things that I would tell myself if I was feeling really bad. But then, you know, it's kind of like if, if you're like, I'm feeling very depressed or I'm like feeling suicidal mm-hmm. or, you know, and whenever I say suicidal, I don't mean like I'm about to kill myself. Yeah. I just mean where you're like, boy, do I want to die? Yeah. yeah. And I think I feel like if um, kind of like what I talked to you about last night, where when someone's like, your mom died, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And then it's like, you don't you never met my mom. You don't know me very well. I don't want you to talk to me about this. I want you out of my business. Yeah. I want you to leave me alone. Yeah. Like when I found out your mom died, I was like, I've gone through this. If you need to talk to me, I'll talk to you. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I'm out of your business. Yeah. I want you to know that, like, hey, I heard. We can talk about it. Do you. I'm yeah. not going to be the thousands of people that are like, oh, poor Grady. Yeah, but and especially like
1: the like the friends of your parents who are like you know telling you what a great person they were and how awesome right. they were and like all my, like all my mom's friends were like that like all of her kind of drinking buddies and stuff right they were like oh your mom was the sweetest person ever like yeah well you weren't a fucking son
0: yeah i mean no i i i get that so hard and I mean, my mom didn't drink a lot, so she didn't have like a bunch of drinking buddies. But she had her like drinking buddy groups, Yeah. and they all had so much to say. And it's like I don't care. I like I know that she didn't like you for a fact. Yeah. Like I don't want like I don't I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. I don't want to hear about your whatever. Yeah. Where it's like I'm just trying to deal with like losing a parent. Yeah. But and I can't remember what I was going somewhere with that, and I and I lost it. But I think of, oh. Cool podcast or I remember what it was. What's that? I, my whole thing was if you were like I'm feeling suicidal mm. where and then and then someone's like so many people love you Brady like if you died everyone would be sad yeah. but then it's mm. like I realized that if I think about dying like just me like dying like I'm in a car accident I'm dead mm-hmm. and then being like oh man that would upset a lot of people but then it's like if it's you dying who cares what do you mean like I'm I'm way more upset thinking about the death of loved ones than I am about my own death. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, I feel like it's, I don't like whenever people are like, people care about you. Like, if you die, people will be upset. And it's like, yeah, but if I die, I don't have to worry about it.
1: Well, yeah, but I I don't know. I think, I I don't know. I think that's silly because you're just saying the same thing that they're saying except about other people.
0: Yeah. it's like a circle it's like a cycle it's like a weird little thing yeah where it's like I don't know but your argument for me not dying is like why I would want to die Uh, obviously obviously avoiding the loss of others is a very bad reason to want to die (laughs) but it's kind of like if I die I don't have to put up with people being sad about it yeah I don't have to be sad about other people dying
1: yeah so so you're kind of
0: so let's see what this is about
1: no editing on this podcast. Give us a second. Let's see who this featured guest is. Well, not sure about this. I'm going to turn it off and we can pick it up in a second.
0: Well, uh that ending was a little uncomfortable, but my upstairs neighbor surprised us just hammered at 7:30 p.m invited us to uh partake in some stir fry. Sharp did not partake. I did. It was good. I I took a bite. It was a little too spicy for my tummy. And uh it was tasty. I will it was good. Uh, it was good. It was, but uh but uh, Grady got the full experience of my neighbor right, uh, to a point that most people don't. So, uh what song do you want me to clip on the end of this? My song? Yeah. Um, just like you can pick the song that we close out on.
1: Um, I don't know. I didn't think about it. Um,
0: well, let's do something from Art is Supposed to Be
1: Fun because it's the newest release. The newest, yeah. But I will say before we go, um, I do have a new thing coming out sometime in August through uh, Deep Sea Records. It's going to be a seven-inch, um, and it's called Wonder World. Um, so keep your uh, keep your ears peeled for that. But um, as for Art is Supposed to Be Fun. We will leave you with, where is my love now?
0: Cool. Well, Grady Phillip Drug from Austin, Texas. Uh, Looks like this podcast will always be a little bit weird. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Charlotte. Oh, yeah. That's it for the uh, Partner Records Personal Podcast Episode 2.